We welcome you to White House First United Methodist Church as we come on the middle of the month of January. Seems like hard to believe that we've already moved this much, but yet here we are. And I do pray that your new year has started off well and looking forward again to what the Lord has in store. Did want to remind you that we are now back going with our children and youth on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. and also our adult Bible study that we started this past week on the book of Hebrews. And again, those offerings are at 5 p.m. on Sundays and 10 a.m. on Thursdays. But we are so glad you have tuned in to our podcast today. Do want to start with a word of prayer and then we will start with our time together. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we come before you today thanking you for allowing us this opportunity by way of technology to be able to have this time of worship. I thank you for each one that has tuned in in whatever manner that they are watching this. And I ask, O God, that you will do a work within us as we look back for some of that moment when they were baptized. And I pray that it is a pleasing memory and that it is a time of evaluation and also anticipation of what is to come. And we love you, Lord, and we thank you. And we pray that you will be present in this time to center ourselves on giving you our best and that we can walk away from this time being refreshed and renewed and ready for what is to come in the present and in the future. And we pray these things in your son's precious and holy name. Amen.
So as we come together today, we are going to be looking at Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. Have you heard the saying, time flies when you're having fun? Well, it is true. I say this because in the Christian year, last week our focus was on the time when Jesus was around two years old, when the Magi came to visit him. And now here we are the very next Sunday, and it is in the Christian year called the Baptism of the Lord Sunday. And at this place and time, Jesus was 30 years old and is coming for baptism. So, in a lot of ways, talk about growing up quick. Around 28 years in one week. But that is the way it does go in the Christian calendar year. There are some stories in the Bible about Jesus as a boy, but not very many. But the story of Jesus' baptism is really the beginning of his ministry, and that's what we're looking at today. Some things never change. Baptism is still important for us today, and in many ways, the beginning of our ministry as well. It's a visible sign that a person has decided to change his or her life, giving up a sinful and selfish way of living and turning to God. Some of you were baptized as an infant, so that means you started your ministry for Jesus in ways at that time. Others were youth when you were baptized, while still others were grown adults when you became baptized. There may be some of you that are listening that have never been baptized, and if that is the case, then I pray that there may be something said today, the Lord may be working on you, that if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior, that you know that that invitation is always open to be able to accept Him into your life. And if that's the case, and you desire that baptism, to please reach out to me, and I would be honored to talk to you about what that means and to schedule a time for that to take place. But our focus today really is on the one's that have been baptized. What I want us to do today is to remember that special moment. And then what I want us all to think about is what has transpired in our lives since that moment and how we have been used by God since then. And the final piece is, as we read about Jesus' baptism, we see how proud God was of him. I want us to think if he is proud of you with the choices you have made since your baptism. So here now, this scripture, again coming to us from Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. John the Baptist was in the wilderness calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and lives and wanted God to forgive their sins. 
Everyone in Judea and all the people of Jerusalem went out to the Jordan River and were being baptized by John as they confessed their sins. John wore clothes made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He announced, one stronger than I am is coming after me. I'm not even worthy to bend over and loosen the strap of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. About that time, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. While he was coming up out of the water, Jesus saw heaven splitting open and the Spirit like a dove coming down on him. And there was a voice from heaven, You are my Son, whom I dearly love. In you I find happiness. This is the Word of God for the people of God. And we say, thanks be to God. This scripture that we just read shows the actual transition between the ministry of John the Baptist and the work of Jesus. John the Baptist spent his entire preaching ministry to get to this point. He was preparing the way for Jesus and now the time had come. John would soon be imprisoned by King Herod, which leaves Jesus front and center. Yet John the Baptist's purpose came to a defining moment when he baptized Jesus. So many of you can look back at your life and see where a major turning point happened and how that changed your life. You usually say, this was the way my life was before whatever it was, and this is the way I've been since that life-altering incident. There are other ways that happens as well. Look at Jesus at his baptism. As I said earlier, there's not much scripture before his baptism. But after his baptism, the world began taking notice of this man that was God's son. Whether the life-altering event was at a church function, during your baptism, in a hospital, in your vehicle at your house, or wherever it was, it changed who you were. I'm sure many of you can look back and think, something amazing just happened. You probably also had people come around you and say how proud they were of you. Look at Jesus. He had the same thing happen to him, didn't he? He was coming up from his baptism and the heavens were torn apart and the Holy Spirit came on him like a dove. And then something happened that threw everyone into shock. Hear verse 11 again. And there was a voice from heaven. You are my son, whom I dearly love. In you I find happiness. Now granted, Jesus was God's son, but... Had he done something significant to earn that kind of praise? No. Was God's approval on him because of some kind of work he did? No. God's approval was on him because he loved him. Think about your life right now. 
Is he more proud of you after you accomplish some major task like passing a test, kicking a habit, saving someone, or any other major event? No. Folks, he loves us unconditionally. And we can realize that we don't have to work to earn his approval. The things that we do for Him are done not because we have to, but because we want to show our appreciation to Him for all He has done for us. But I pray that we never are doing any of those things thinking that His approval of us will be greater because of it. You can lead a life that isn't filled with dramatic stories and know that God loves you because you are who you are. Oh, don't we wish the world looked at us like that. The biggest thing that he's most concerned about is your faith and belief in him. And the other things will fall into place. And for some, the faith and belief has never happened. And you might think that you've got to prove yourself worthy in order to be accepted by Jesus. That you have to clean up your life and then come to Him. And then He will accept you. But that isn't true. He meets us and loves us right where you are at. And you can accept Him in your life today and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that He accepts you unconditionally. And for those that have accepted Him before today, a defining moment of that acceptance could or could not have been associated with a baptism. But at any rate, I ask you to think, if our Lord is proud of the way you've lived your life since asking Him into your life, there are probably some thoughts of yes, And also, some that may think, no, he's not. Because when we think of our past, they're all filled with highs and lows. But what I pray that you're about to hear is a defining moment for you. If you haven't already known this, that you instill this in your brain from this day forward. And here is the sentence. God loves you no matter what. It's worth hearing it again. God loves you no matter matter what. Friends and family may have turned away, but God is never, ever going to leave you. For those that are listening to this podcast, I want you to know that during the actual services on Sunday morning the 15th, We're going to be having an opportunity for those in attendance to remember their baptism. But by you listening, you're not going to get to have the exact same opportunity. 
But I do want to encourage you today, as you've heard this message, to think back to your baptism if you have been. Some of you may be able to remember that, but others can't. And others can. And whether you can or not, something unique happened that day. It was a day that an outward sign of water was administered to you to let people around you know that something had changed inside of you. If you were an infant when this occurred, know that God was working in that situation as well as your parents were agreeing that they would raise you in a Christian atmosphere and help you to the point of accepting Jesus Christ in your own life. Many of us like taking a stroll down memory lane every once in a while. And that's what I sense the Lord wanting us to do at this point. As we think about that baptism, I want to suggest that if you have been baptized, that you go to your bathroom and turn on your sink and let the water pour for just a little while. I would encourage you to be in prayer during this time and when you feel that you have gotten yourself kind of in a centering moment to close your eyes and put your hands under the sink and take some of that water and then make a sign of a cross on your forehead to reaffirm your commitment to the Lord. I'm going to pray with you in just a moment that this exercise will be an impactful moment for you as you renew your devotion to Him. But whether you do this exercise or not, I pray that what you have heard today is that God loves you no matter what kind of past you bring. He just wants the opportunity to help you with your present and your future. Do you want that kind of help and love? It is available if we will give him that opportunity. Let us pray. Oh, gracious Lord, as we've heard the scripture of Jesus' baptism, For many that are listening right now, they too may have been baptized. Could have been at various ages, various places. But I pray that the memory that they have is something special. But for those that will go forward in this exercise of going to their bathrooms when they have the chance and allowing some water to be placed on their forehead to remember that special moment. I pray that it's not just the visual form of water, but also a spiritual 
reaffirmation. A desire on their part to reaffirm their commitment to you and to desire to have you with them from this point forward. Lord, I pray for a fruitful time for these people. I pray that you will give them that assurance that no matter what kind of life we've lived up to this point, you still love us. You always will love us. And I pray that we will give you the opportunity to lead, guide, and direct us from this day forward. And we pray these things in your son's precious and holy name. Amen. We're pilgrims on the journey of a narrow road And those who've gone before us line the way Cheering on the faithful, encouraging the weary Their lives a stirring testament to God's sustaining Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses Let us run the race not only for the prize But as those who've gone before us Let us leave the lives behind us The heritage of faithfulness Passed on through godly lives Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe. And the lives we live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind us find us and dreams have come and gone and our children sift through all we've left behind may the clues that they discover and the mysteries they uncover become the life that leads them to the road we each must find oh may all who come behind us find us Lives we
inspire them 